What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome in to the DMVR Buffs podcast. We are, of course, presented by the American Raptors at Infinity Park. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com, grab your free ticket, or stream all of their games for their rugby matches. Again, that is AmericanRaptors.com. You can also check out the weekly DMVR rugby podcast hosted by our guy Colton Strickler. Follow him and the DMVR rugby account. Keep up with all things associated with the great game of rugby, including exclusive interviews with players, coaches, analysts around the sports world. My name is Jake Schwanitz. It is 9.42 on Saturday. Basically just got home from the game at Folsom Field. The Buffs fall to Utah 63-21 in the 2022 season finale. Today we're going to talk about this game. We're going to sort of look back and recap this season. A very eventful season. The Buffs finished 1-11, however. We all wish the on-field product would have been better. But I think there's still tons of things that we can take from this season in terms of this football team, what we learned from them, the future, what needs to change. We'll get into all that. We're going to talk about the game first. As I said, underwhelming again. Um, probably one of, if not the worst performance by the Buffs this season. Their fourth starting quarterback of the year, tying Rutgers and Northern Illinois in terms of four quarterbacks started in a season, easily the most in the FBS. Maddox Kopp gets the start for the Buffs. A bit of a weird one there. We were told earlier in the week that JT Shrout was a little banged up, but he was going to be ready to go. He practiced on Tuesday. Coach Sanford told us on Tuesday that JT should be good to go. After the game, we learned that JT was a little bit banged up, I guess from two weeks ago against USC. Battled through it, took some more hits last week against Washington, was not able to go today. Coach also told us that Drew Carter suffered a bit of an injury against Washington last week, which is why we didn't see him. So that means it's time for Maddox Cup. Comes in, throws 15 completions on 28 attempts, 123 passing yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Um, I mean, I took notes during the game. I had intentions of recapping this game fully. Talking about it from start to finish, uh, but unfortunately for the fourth week in a row, there's really not much to take from this one. We'll run through the box score. We'll talk about all the eventful things that happened, um, but it was ugly, man. In the first half, it was 42 to nothing at halftime. The Utes really taking it to the buffs. They just couldn't get it going on any side of the ball. Defensively, they struggled. To defend Cam Rising, they just struggled to defend Utah's rushing attack. On the offensive side, Maddox Cup in his first career start. Um, Admiral, admirable, I should say. Played well in spurts, made some throws, but just not good enough for what this team needs to win. But as we look back, man, I'm not really sure any quarterback would have been good enough to make this team win. At a consistent pace, at least this season. 
In terms of the rushing numbers, Alex Fontenot was the starting running back. He only had seven carries, 11 yards. He did have a touchdown, though. Anthony Hankerson did a lot of damage late. He had, he led the team in terms of attempts with eight. Also, the team in terms of yardage with 46. He had a touchdown. It's a 5.8 yards per carry for Anthony Hankerson. Brady Russell, the leading receiver in this game. Four receptions, 39 yards. Jack Hysteria was making some plays. He had a play late in the game that was called back. It was really, really close. It looked like he might have gotten a foot down just along the sideline, approaching the goal line. It was within the 10-yard line. It was around the 5-yard line, actually. But not enough. Montana Lamonius Craig had two receptions, 26 yards. Uh, Dante Cupolongo made some plays. He was involved in terms of the return game. Had five returns, kick returns, that is, for 130 yards. He did have a 35-yard return, averaged 26 yards per return. Pretty solid. Probably one of the bright spots for this team this year was the return game. I mean, they had to return a lot of kicks. Nico Reed looked good in spots. Charlie Offered all looked good in spots there. And now Dante Cupolongo making plays. Uh, defensively, Jeremy Mack led the team in tackles with 11. He had seven solo Quinn Perry was up there with nine total tackles. Josh Chandler Semedo had seven total tackles. Nico Reed had an interception. He's been playing really well. Probably one of the bright young spots on this defense, a piece that you can build around into the future. Utah was just too much to handle. It was senior day. The seniors were honored in terms of many things pregame, of course, uh, halftime at a video going up on the board too and coach Sanford did his best to honor a lot of these guys in the game um, we saw Casey Roddick get a carry at running back in a fourth and uh, one situation he did not convert we saw Frank Phillips score a touchdown um, the tackle wearing number 94 that was exciting but just not much to really take in this one. As I mentioned, this was probably as rough as it got all year for the Buffs. The Utes put up 662 total yards on Colorado. The Buffs only had 185 total yards themselves. Colorado called for eight penalties in this game. They only had 12 first downs. They only ran 53 plays. Only had 24 minutes in terms of time of, time of possession. They didn't allow a sack. They had one fumble. It wasn't lost. They didn't have any interceptions. Cam Rising was sharp early on. The Utes didn't really need him. Kind of took him out. I think it was just after halftime. He went 17-19, 234 yards and three touchdowns. Leading rusher for the Utes was Jaquindon Jackson. He's a freshman, 10 carries, 117 yards, three touchdowns. Dalton Kincaid, the stud tight end for the Utes, had a nice game. Five receptions, 102 yards, one touchdown. That's really it, though. That's really all I have to add on this one. I think we can all be thankful that this season is over and we can close the book on this. Some things I want to touch on. Uh, we'll talk about the post-game press conference. Coach Sanford came in. Um, man, that guy's just awesome. He got emotional talking about the seniors, just talking about how much the team means to him, how much this season meant to him. 
We talked to Brady Russell and Nico Reed after the game. Those guys sort of echoed those sentiments, talking about just how Coach Sanford's energy and his joy and love for not only the game of football, but for this team and the players being one of the main reasons why they love this season so much. Um, just some real, real raw and just emotional stuff from coach after the game. Not sure if I'll write about it, but, um, you know, maybe I will because it was something that, uh, it was just cool to see how much coach Sanford cares about this team. I think we all know that at this point, just seeing how this team has responded since the Carl Durrell firing under coach Sanford. Yeah, we all wish the results would have been better, but. For a guy that was just hired in December and thrown into a situation, whether he wanted to be or not, when Coach Durrell was fired in October, early October, I think Coach Sanford did about as good of a job as anyone could have given the situation. He didn't bring these players in. Um, also something, I don't understand why this was kind of being talked about a lot, um, just on Twitter from Buffs fans. A lot of criticism for Coach Sanford I've seen in terms of play calling and stuff. Guys, Coach Sanford hasn't called plays since October, since the Arizona game. He was promoted to interim head coach. Clay Patterson's been calling the plays. I mean, we can talk about some decisions in the games. Maybe he should have done this. Maybe he should have done that. Maybe he should have played this player and that player. I mean, for one, the cupboard's pretty bare. He doesn't really have much to work with. And two, he's not the guy calling the plays. Uh, I don't think you can really blame him for play calling much anymore. If at all. I mean, if you want to blame him for stuff in September and against Arizona in October, that's on you. Go for it. But um, he had nothing to do with it in terms of play calling um, in the game, at least. These last two months. A disappointing season, though. I think we all expected quite a bit more out of this team. It seemed like, obviously, things weren't going great in the offseason. You lose a lot of players to the transfer portal. The quarterback situation, again, just shaky coming into the year. I guess we'll start at the top. I mean, look, this team took TCU. They had him at 7-6. to six. They were only trailing by a point against a team that is going to probably make the playoff at this point. Chandler Morris was the starting quarterback. Sonny Dykes messed that one up. Max Duggan comes in. TCU ends up rolling. The Air Force game, I mean, there's not much to really break down there. That's where we saw JT get his first start. It was a torrential downpour. Air Force, as we all know, is just a tough team to play against, especially going there. They're going to finish the season. They're playing right now as I'm talking. They're playing San Diego State. I think that game is winding down, actually, and Air Force is in front. So it looks like they are going to finish 9-3 and on the year. Minnesota, they beat Wisconsin today in their battle, their rivalry game. They're going to finish the season 8-4. and four. UCLA, a great team in the pack also. Um, they beat Cal yesterday on Friday. Cal surprisingly playing tougher down the stretch. The Bruins only win by 7 points, but this was a solid team. One of the better teams in the Pac-12 and a team that definitely had Pac-12 championship game aspirations up until the past few weeks that upset to Arizona really did them in. 
then of course the Arizona game. The change of the season comes after that. Carl Durrell, Chris Wilson fired. They are out. Mike Sanford comes in. He is the interim head coach. Clay Patterson elevated to offensive coordinator. Gerald Chapman elevated to defensive coordinator. And then the highlight of the season comes October 15th. The Cal Golden Bears come to Boulder, Colorado to play the Buffs at Folsom Field. In what was a really fun game, a game that I'm going to remember for a really, really long time, the Buffs were, what, 14, 14 and a half, 15 point dogs in that game. They went outright 20 to 13. The Oregon State game, not much to take from there. Arizona State, that game was fun. Jordan Tyson announced his arrival as just a big time playmaker and a real building block for this team. Ultimately, the Buffs come up short in that one. They score a season high 34 points in that one. But they fall. And then the last month, I mean, not really much to say. They played number 8, Oregon, lost. Played number 8, USC, lost. Played number 15, Washington, lost. Played number 14, Utah, lost. In terms of team statistics and team leaders, we will have to get to that on Monday. Of course, the final week of the regular season still in play right now. I'm still watching games. I got BYU-Stanford on now. Um, so we will get to that on Monday. About some storylines from the season, uh, a lot of pain. I mean, my first thing I think of is Jordan Tyson, just how fun and how explosive he was early in the year. Uh, he, of course, goes down to an injury against Oregon, unfortunately, but it seems like he will be at some point good to go in 23, which is great news. Montana Limonius Craig, he flashed at times. Uh, so you have a couple guys in the receiving core. Jack Castero is kind of coming on of late. You have a young tight end room. A lot of these guys are going to get more and more experience as we go on. Caleb Farrier, he only played in seven games. Uh, Austin Smith, um, so it's a young position group. There are guys that can make plays. We'll see how they progress the offensive line. I mean, Tommy Brown said, interesting enough, honored at senior day. I wrote, this, wrote about this earlier in the week. Introduced on senior day. But then also said in the press conference on Tuesday he has yet to make a determination on his final year of eligibility. So we will see on that. Uh, but of course, Van Wells, a standout at center. So you have a foundational piece there. Defensively, Trevor Woods and Nico Reed is immediately where I go to. Those guys made plays consistently all year and were thrown into a tough spot after the departures we saw in the offseason. I think they stepped up and played really well, especially Nico Reed. He was really impressive. Uh, we may have to do a film room on him later in the year because he was fun. Trevor Woods also. Um, we'll see. A lot of young guys did get rotation in on the defensive line, but none really impactful enough. Um, linebacker too, there's going to be a lot of new faces there since this was a very... Uh, experienced and veteran linebacking core. A lot of guys moving on. Quinn Perry, Josh chandler Tomato moving on. So some turnover is going to happen there. Um, I mean, it was just a tough year, man. You look at the schedule. This just looks like such a gauntlet now. Starting the year off against TCU, who looks like a playoff team. Air Force wasn't a slouch. Uh, Minnesota, I mean, while kind of middle of the road, Big Ten, still a decent football team. UCLA a lot better, Arizona a lot better. Uh, you get the win over Cal. Cal is just such a weird team. We'll see what happens there in terms of the head coaching position. 
Oregon State, what a turnaround. Um, Arizona State, you had an opportunity there. You definitely circle that one going into 2023. Oregon, much better. USC, much better. Washington, much better. Utah, still just really good football team. It's just, it's such a gauntlet. And probably when you look back, one of, if not the toughest schedules outside of like an SEC team, Big Ten team, you think of someone like, uh, I don't know, Rutgers, Indiana, they probably have some tough schedules too. But that is just how it goes. Real quick, before we move on, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery has you covered in terms of some of the greatest beers that you can find in the great state of Colorado or across the nation. You can check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Broncos Country Pale Ale near you, Mountain Beach Sour, the Fun Slinger Lager, uh, so many great beers from Breckenridge Brewery. A Vanilla Porter Jr. just hits the spot this time of year when it's a little frosty outside. Again, check out that beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find all of those great beers near you. Also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. You can also earn up to a 100% odds boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Uh, just combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points, over-unders on points, um, any of those stats and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big I told you guys on Monday, man, our pick of the week, Michigan, plus seven and a half. They win outright. If you listen to the draft pod, all three of us, Dre, Justin, and I in unison, all picked the Wolverines outright. I hope you guys listened to that. I hope you took some advice. I had a little money on the Wolverines money line. Thank God I did. Go blue, baby. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with promo code DMVR. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. With that being said, I don't really have a, a second segment planned out for this show, um, but there are plenty of things to talk about. If you didn't listen to our podcast on Tuesday, our Buffs Live show with RK and I, we got into the whole Deion Sanders topic, um, but let's get into it again because obviously a lot of steam picking up behind this rumor. We had Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports today on the Fox pregame show before the Michigan game talking about Matt Rule being hired at Nebraska and also the interest between the Colorado Buffaloes and Deion Sanders in terms of signing Deion Sanders to be the 28th head football coach at Colorado. Um, I don't know. I, I wish I did know what exactly the plan was. I would tell you guys, but I don't. It does seem like this rumor is really picking up steam, though. I'll just tell you what I heard. It seems, I don't want to say likely, but it seems like all signs are pointing to Deion Sanders becoming the coach of the Buffs. 
some interesting things to look out for. Uh, Coach Sanders leading his Jackson State football team to an 11-0 regular season record. They are playing in the SWAC title game next weekend. So I will say this. Rick George is on the college football playoff committee. He will be out of town, I believe, Monday and Tuesday as he deals with that. And hopefully he campaigns to get USC in that four spot finally because, man, they deserve it. LSU are frauds. Clemson are frauds. Ohio State are frauds. You got to put USC in the Pac-12 in the playoff this year. I don't think you can get any way around it. Anyways, I say all that to say that I wouldn't expect any announcement on, well, really anytime soon. Um, I mean, maybe I eat my words, but if Dion is the guy, I do not, you're not going to see an announcement on Sunday. You're not going to see an announcement on Monday. You're not going to see an announcement on Tuesday. You probably won't see an announcement this whole week. So I think this is one of those situations where no news is good news for this week if we don't get an announcement in terms of the head coach. After that SWAC title game, after next weekend, I think you circle that Monday or potentially that Sunday right after that. I think that's when we would get any news on Deion Sanders coming to see you. But keep it tuned here to DMVR Buffs. We will have you covered no matter who is the coach and throughout this next week as we try and make sense of all the rumors and what exactly is going on in this crazy coaching carousel. I already touched on it. Matt Rule hired by Nebraska today. The school announced. Um, It did seem, I don't know, a little off. Maybe 8 a.m. on a Saturday when your team is playing is not the best time to announce a new coaching hire. But I feel like maybe Nebraska wanted to jump the gun because we saw so many rumors over the Thanksgiving holiday yesterday about Matt Rule and Nebraska. Uh, So the school just go ahead, goes out and announces it early this morning. I think it was around eight o'clock. I actually had to like dig for the tweet to find it. I didn't really know that it was official. I just thought it was more uh, speculation until I actually found the tweet. And then Coach Rule announcing it himself shortly before those 10 a.m. kickoff games. So that's official. Nebraska, of course, coming to Folsom Field week two next year. So Matt Rule versus Deion Sanders, potentially. I mean, what a matchup in terms of coaches that is. That should be entertaining. The press conferences those weeks are just going to be insane. Really hope Coach Sanders comes to see you, just being quite frank. Just in terms of my position covering this team, I think it'd be incredible. It'd be a lot of fun. And honestly, I think you guys deserve it, man. I mean, it's been a rough few years for Buff Nation. This program is dying for any injection of enthusiasm, of competitiveness. We'll see if Coach Sanders is a hire and if he's able to provide that. Final break. Before we get out of here, guys, I want to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental has been one of DMBR supporters from the very beginning. We've had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental and never look back. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver and Lakewood. 
Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry, like regular cleanings, orthodontics, such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth and everything in between. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value with new patient cleaning, exam, and x-rays. They are also hiring full and part-time positions. To make an appointment or find out more information, check out their website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com. Again, that is greenmountaindentalgroup.com. Check them out today. So let's wrap this up then. Again, don't really have anything planned, just kind of going off the cuff here. Um, and just a personal note, really. That's, uh, I think, what I want to get into. I've said it before already so many times on this podcast. This season hasn't been ideal. But I cannot stress to you guys how much fun I have had this season covering your team, the CU Buffs. Obviously, it would have been a lot more fun if they had won some football games. But, um, man, what a journey it's been. What a three fast three months it's been, too. You know, I moved to Denver here, um, I don't know, second week of August. I didn't even really know if I was going to be working full-time at DMVR when I moved down here. Um, the guys told me a day or two after I made the move that I'd be moving on to the Buffs gig. And, man... Um, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet I put out on the Buffs account on Thanksgiving, but man, just so thankful for you guys, Buff Nation. You all have been great. The way that you guys have embraced me, the people I've had the pleasure of speaking to around the program, inside the program, outside the program, you guys have all been awesome. And I can't thank you enough, really. I mean, this has just been so fun, so cool. To be this close to the game that I love and have such a passion for, for so long, to finally be in a place that I've been aspiring to be for so long, it's really just, it's humbling for one, um, but two, it's just been really cool, and I'm so excited for the future. Of course, we have basketball season. Uh, we got a game tomorrow against Yale. I'll be there covering that. Don't know if we'll be talking about it on the podcast. Maybe we'll do it on Monday. Yeah, we'll do it on Monday. We'll do the Pac-12 recap then too. So you expect to hear that, but it's just been so fun, guys. And I really can't say enough just how appreciative I am of you all. And I guess my final message, man, is brighter days are ahead. Uh, this is a program that is very proud. A lot of you are very proud to have gone to CU, to be a CU fan, to have lived around the Boulder, Denver, Colorado area, rooting for these buffs for so long. The fact that you guys have remained so faithful and just such great fans, diehard fans, throughout even all these tough years, this year being another one, it's uh, admirable to say the least, and frankly, it's refreshing, just from where I'm coming from, from New Mexico, where no one cares about sports. I feel like I'm the only one sometimes who watches, um, you know, these Pac-12 after dark games just because I love the game. I love the sport. I love college football so much. And just to do this with all you guys, it's just been so cool. I mean, just huge shout out to everyone at DMBR, RK, Ali, Dre, Adam, uh, Ryan Green, Henry, of course. 
it's just so cool to have the support of all these people that I've been following and been a fan of for so long. And now I get to work alongside them. I get to talk to you guys. It's just so cool. I mean, I had to learn on the fly just coming in in August. Um, I think my first real weekend on the job was that scrimmage, the second scrimmage before the opening game. So I was really just thrown into the fire and learning on the fly. I'll be the first to admit things could be better. My coverage could be better. My writing could be better. My podcasting could be better. The socials could be better. Um, But I think that uh, I can say I'm proud of the work I've done, that we've done at DMVR Buffs this year. And truthfully, I'm just really excited for the future. I think things are going to start looking up really quick. I think uh, a lot of these administrative things are going to be looked at and fixed. We've seen NIL starting to get rolling. We've seen rumblings about this transfer portal thing getting fixed. And then, of course, all this noise with Coach Prime potentially coming to Boulder. It's just a really exciting time, I think, for all of you and for me, too. Um, I'm just really, really pumped for what the future holds at DMVR and covering this team. So with that, again, Buff Nation, thank you guys. It's been so fun. I know it's been tough. I know these games are hard to watch. And for those of you that stick around, that have watched every minute, it's just cool to see. Shout out to everyone in the Discord too, all our diehards. Um, I'll get another plug in. You all know we've changed our membership model at DMVR. If you want to become a DMVR diehard, you get access to our Discord. So much information being thrown around in there. I really can't recommend it enough. Huge shout out to all those guys in there. I mean, Ben, Pete, Silverbuff. I can't name all you guys, but man. I really appreciate you all and the conversations that we have. Zach also. So guys, if you want any of that juicy information just want to jump in the conversation that we have i mean it's probably the most direct access you can get to me outside of just having my phone number so i wouldn't re- i i can't recommend it enough if you want to be a dmv or diehard it is worth it the perks of the discord alone are worth it i'm rambling i'm saying too much um we'll be back as i mentioned on monday we'll be covering the game at the CU Event Center tomorrow, Jalen Gabadon facing his former team in the Yale Bulldogs. Should be a good game. We'll see if Buff basketball can get back on the right track. Uh, big win for Tennessee on Friday, too. Another good win for the resume. Anyways, before this goes too long, shout out to you, Buff Nation. We'll be back Monday. Let's go Buffs. <laughs>